The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. on the Very Good Adventurers team. I'm Melvin Hardmeat. <laughs> I am a 227-year-old high elf wizard. I'm Roscoe Toscobble, a 30-year-old half-elf. I'm an investigator. There's Klovic Darkseed. I'm a half-orc cleric. When Aegis Gringold walks into your office, you guys think that it, it's time, right? It's time where you're really going to hit Pater. He's got a job for you. There's a group of goblins that are out there making life rough and fucking with his train route. So he'd like you to go out and handle this. Yeah, let's take this job. I like it. I, I don't even care what we get paid. Colvick. Like, as far as I'm concerned, this is building us up. Got my pogs, my travel pogs. Stop! This is a robbery! Um, no, it's not. Will you carry me, wizard? No. I don't care about that right now. She's gone. Who? Who's gone? Desire. She's gone. <laughs> Her name's Desire. Her name is Desire. <sighs> I know the name from the brothels. So, Aegis Gringold, the Lord, essentially, of this town came to you guys and uh, offered you a job to go clear out some goblins. You went and cleared out those goblins. Nice work. Hooray. 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 We're very good. Does hard meat have any sort of arch nemesis in Pog? We may find out very soon. Roscoe, you do know who this is. And in fact, Melvin, you know who Desire is as well. Both of you are familiar with Desire's performances at a CD bar called The Broken Egg. So, and in itself, there is the upper city where normal trade and all the rest of the things in the town happen. There are a couple of bars and taverns and inns in the upper city, but there's also the undercity, which is like the aqueducts, the sewage system. It's how the city, you know, kind of stays clean and nice, etc. The undercity is maintained by a clan of indeterminate size of kobolds. There are, like, just nobody's ever been able to count them. They've been digging tunnels and and other crap down beneath the city for as long as the city's been around. 
and there's sort of a criminal element to that to that group and that's focused primarily in this tavern this underground bar uh, that you might want to say is the uh the home of that gang i guess there are two things in the tavern of interest to the two of you one of which is a largest selection of liquor and whores which is uh very appealing to roscoe toscobble and there's also the secret <laughs> back room where all the illegal gambling of the city happens yeah. And that's where you might find, for example, a high-stakes Pogs game. And when I say high-stakes, I mean high-stakes. High-stakes Pogs? Yep. So the two of you have been to the Broken Egg before. You're very familiar with its denizens and what have you. And you're familiar with the, especially back in the gambling room, that's where there's a large raised platform in the center. And that's where the strippers slash prostitutes are uh, on display. So you have seen this tiefling named Desire before. So a tiefling is someone with demonic ancestry. Desire herself is, uh, she's fairly tall. She's got long, I should look this up before I fuck it up. She has dark red skin. She has very thick purple hair. It's almost black. Her eyes are just gold flat across. There's no pupil or iris or anything like that. It's just it's just gold in when she opens her eyes. I'm sure I can bone her. <laughs> She's uh, <laughs> she has never done official prostitution before. She's just been a, a dancer, but she is a very popular dancer. In particular, all of the Cobalts really love Desire. So you know of her. You've seen her before. Oh, and by the way, she has ivory horns as well that stick up out of her almost straight up out of her head like a uh, what the fuck are those things called an ibis or a ibex ibex ibex-esque ivory looking horns that stick up out of her is that dark hair does that change how you feel feel about her there roscoe no those eyes man <laughs> <laughs> you can get past the horns you get past the horns I feel like the horns would be like you'd you'd want to grab on kind of thing, but yeah. the eyes would mess you up if it was just gold straight across in there. It'd be freaky. Like they're completely gold. There's no pupils or anything. Just close yeah. your eyes. Just don't open. <laughs> what are these glasses? <laughs> Put on these sunglasses that haven't been invented yet. No, they have sunglasses in this world. So yeah, the two of you are familiar with. Uh, you are familiar with Desire and Kolvik. You. You seem to have led a relatively pure life up to this point, so you probably aren't too familiar with the uh, the seedy underworld. You're familiar with these guys being down there. I don't know. Do you, you, you think you've ever gone along, or do you think you guys have ever like forced them to go with you on a trip so far? No. I'm not really into forcing anybody. No. Nope. You're into forcing people out through their asshole. Just That was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> that was not my intention. We think he's a little stupid and naive, but we're not going <clears> to <throat> force him to look up. We don't want to, you know, we, we don't want to poison his little mind mm-hmm. with, with the seedy underbelly of the, the city. I really had nothing to do with lifting or making shakes. I was never really a part of that business. Yeah, I can see that. I'm not sure why my clients would really care for that, but maybe they will. Maybe I'll find something cool. We'll see. He's, he's too innocent. We don't want to be responsible for, for him losing his innocence. Yeah. Poisoning his pure mind. Yeah. So you're having... You guys essentially had this little little flashback montage moment when he started talking about Desire. So you know who this person is. You've never really talked to her or communicated, but you know who it is. And he awesome. goes on to explain that he 
He hasn't seen her uh, in a couple of days. He doesn't want to be the one that goes out to look for her because, well, you're getting the impression from what he's saying here that, well, he's his interest in her is uh, is not strictly platonic and Aegis has a wife and a family. He wants you to go out and figure out where she is. He, uh, he explains that what he wants you to do is once you've found her to bring her back here to your office and then send for him. Oh, okay. So, uh, are like these half-breeds allowed to walk in the upper city? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's common enough to have, I mean, you guys have a half-orc and a half-elf in here. That's fair enough. It would be, people are mistrustful of tieflings in this world because they do have demonic ancestry and people are suspicious of things that they don't know or understand. And, you know, by and large, tieflings do tend to stray a little bit on the evil side, but Desire specifically doesn't. She's just a regular person. So is Aegis still in the room at this point? I mean, are we still having a conversation with him? Uh, you guys are having a conversation. You haven't like officially accepted the, the job or anything yet. So okay. you can Ooh. talk amongst yourselves or you can say, take it and excuse him. How would you like to proceed? We don't even know. who Does he have any idea who took Desire? He doesn't think that she was necessarily taken, but he, he doesn't know. Gone. He says that he doesn't know where she's gone, but he does know that she's performed in the past with this guy, this this kid Rod, over at the Hugging Squirrels, which is one of the more well-known taverns in town. And he also knows that she has an aunt that she lived with and maybe still lives with named Kendra. Kendra Weatherby, in fact, and gives you the addresses of those two places. Says that'd be a good place to start looking. Did he pass for a prior job? Yeah, yeah. Which was 15 gold pieces each. And you can tell he's pretty worked up about this. He offers you guys 100 gold apiece to find her and to bring her back here. Well, we can't turn that down. No. So we'll take the job. Just imagine how many pogs I can get with that. Let's, uh, we should probably go, should we stake out, like, a the aunt she stays with? Or should we stake out the bar? Or what do you think? We could split up. I think... <laughs> Well, I'm going to try to get like a almost a, a semicircle or triangle going on here and ask him why does he want us to bring her here? Just trying to be a little thoughtful of the method of bringing him back. I mean, it's kind of weird that he wants her to come back here and not to any other location. Yeah, that's kind of unusual. Like, so he, he looks at you and he says, so what do you think? You want me to have you bring her home to my wife? Yeah, what's the alternative there? Whatever, we're we're an adventuring squad here. We're getting he's paying for some discretion, so you're not at all worried about this half demon getting into your pogs. I I'm not worried about that. That's uh, let's not talk about my pog collection. All right, it's it's behind locked doors. All right, we can bring her back to the shop. All right. Well, I'm just gonna look around. A little uneasy, but obviously upset. I mean, uh, accept it just because it's not my crew. So I'm just here for an adventure. All right. So um. The wizard wants the wizard gets. We'll uh, we'll see what we can we'll see what we can do. Uh, any other information that you might have that might help us? Well, check with the boy and check with the aunt. I don't really know where else she frequents. I hear rumors about that club underground. I guess she performs there once in a while. You could try there too. All right. Which boy do we need to check with? The name was Rod at the Hugging Squirrels. Rod. Hugging, <laughs> hugging squirrels. <laughs> Rod at the hugging squirrels. <laughs> All right, one hundred gold for the job. Yeah, we're totally doing this. 
That is alien. Where does this Kendra live? Does she live below ground, like the Undercity? She lives above ground near the market, so not terribly far from where you guys are. I don't have a good map fleshed out for you guys yet, but essentially there is there's a, a west bank to this river and an east bank to this river town, essentially, and you guys live in the western side of it, which is sort of the poorer district. The main market for the town is on that side. Also, the Hugging Squirrels, which is the more commoner tavern and inn, is on that side. And then Aegis and the richer folk live on the east side of the river. So she is on the west side of the river, near the market, near where you are. All right, fellas, what do you think? I think we go to the hunt- hunting squirrels. Hugging the squirrels <laughs> tavern. Let's go hunt some squirrels. Like even if this rod has nothing to offer, taverns are a good place to pick up info. I agree. Mm-hmm. Let's go to this tavern. All right, so. Do you know there's people susceptible to bribery at taverns? How about this, though? So, half in advance for this job. Uh, he is not agreeable to half an advance, but he does agree to 20%. 20%? 20 GP each? So you guys can get, you guys, he, he just slaps it down on the table and gives you all a curt nod and walks out, walks right. out the door from there to, to leave you to your adventuring. I'm just thinking we're going to need maybe a little cash on hand to do some bribing or anything That's like fair. that. We don't need to stop at a store for any, right? For anything, do we? Good, good to have a little folding money. Yeah, walking around money. <laughs> All right, off we go. You guys make your way to the Hugging Squirrels. The Hugging Squirrels is a fairly active tavern. So we haven't gone into too much detail on the town of Andon yet, but there are two main things, three really, that this town is popular for. It's on the center of a T intersection to the east of where you guys are is the capital. And this is the main trading route uh, road that goes to the capital city of Kingsbury. A lot of travelers come through here. Most of what this town is known for is tourism, essentially uh, not tourism necessarily in the way that we think of it. It's not like there's a sculpture garden or anything, but it's just a lot of people pass through this way. A lot of people stay at the hugging squirrels, most of what this town is known for is their booze, which is the. Give me a second, I gotta find what I. I remember what the fuck I named it. Rod stays at this tavern. That's his deal. Yeah, he dances He's been here. known to be seen around the hugging squirrels. He, he dances. To, yeah, he danced. He danced with uh, desire here. <laughs> He's actually a musician, uh, a, a lute player. Does he have so a the room here. I yes. Don't know. So the main, ta- the main product of the town, by the way, is called Andon Sweetwater Brandy, which is a sweet booze made from the apples and honey that are famous in this region. It's also known for flowers because there's a lot of bees and a lot of honey. So the town always has a sweet, flowery, boozy smell to it. Gross. A little bit, but you guys can't smell it anymore. You've been living here long enough. But So it's about midday at this point. You guys enter the Hugging Squirrels. Go up to the bartender and ask where you can find Rod, and Rod points up to the stage where there's a young, a young half elf playing the lute. He's kind of plinking away at this thing. It's not really the busy time of day, and you're gonna go chat with him directly. You wanna get beverages? I think I should sneak up to his room while he's on stage. Should we distract him while you're doing that? Do we really need to distract him? He's already up on stage playing something. Why don't you guys have a drink and I go look around? One of you can keep lookout for me. 
You also probably wouldn't necessarily know which room is his. Oh, that's it true isn't him. And it's a pretty big building. A lot of people come through and stay here. That's fair. I wonder if we could bribe the barkeep. Yeah. Hey, uh, barkeep, uh, is that a uh, loot player? Does he stay here? So the bartender is a human woman, about 36 years old. And she kind of gives you a, she gives you a weird look and she says, yeah, why do you want to know? And I take one gold piece and I slide it to her and I say, because I do. (laughs) (laughs) She reaches a finger over and slides the gold piece off the bar and says, I already told you he does live here. (laughs) (laughs) Would you mind telling us which room? Uh, she looks at you pretty suspiciously, and what I'm going to have you do is make a. Let's see, what is the. Uh, Melvin Hard made of the three of us. Uh, Melvin, since he's the one out front talking. Uh, do you want to make. Let me make a persuasion check. You're trying to convince her to. Trying to convince her to give up some information. Persuasion, eh? That is uh, 18, plus some other things, which would. <laughs> bring us to a total some value <laughs> of approximately uh, very close to you having trouble finding that on your character 17. sheet? <laughs> <laughs> so with 17 she, she kind of eyeballs the gold and Gives you a nod and, and describes where his room is up on the second floor. It's down at the end of the hallway on the left. Perfect. Roscoe, did you get that? Down the hallway on the left? Yeah, perfect. Are you, are you just doing that right in front of her? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're slowly backing away. Down the hallway and to the left. I back into shrubs. <laughs> you disappear. <laughs> I'm going to... So, um, where's the bathroom around these joints? Bathrooms are, she points off to the side of the bar where the bathrooms are. All right. That is good to know where the bathrooms are. Do you give her a gold piece and you're like, do you have bathrooms? (laughs) (laughs) No, I sit and I say, all right, thank you. And then I order a drink from the girl just, so Roscoe, looking at Roscoe and kind of winking at him. You have an excuse. And I sneak away. All right. What, what kind of a drink are you going to order? I'm going to order the town special. The town special. Some sweet, Andin sweet water brandy. Sweet water yep. brandy. I don't come to town often, so I always like to get the luxury of what the town has to offer. You know you do live in the town, right? That's out the outskirts of town. Well, if you're living with them, you're living in town. Well, now I am. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Melvin, you getting a drink? Uh, Melvin doesn't really drink alcohol, so he'll just have an apple juice. <laughs> Melvin gets an apple juice. Roscoe fades away into the bushes, which for some reason are inside of this bar. <laughs> inside bushes. I'm going to have you, let's let's break this into the two sessions. Let's go with Roscoe going upstairs first. You're going to make your way upstairs and you're going to try and sneak into his room. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just do a straight roll to see. All right. That hallway is pretty packed upstairs. There are a fair number of people walking back and forth. So, if you want to stealthily try and make your way down to the end of this hallway, I'm going to have you make a stealth check. With which dice? The 20? Yep. 
20, and I'll have you make a stealth check. So d20 and then plus 6, which is your stealth modifier. I rolled a 3 for a total of 9. All right, so I'm going to have you also make then a perception check. Your perception is a plus 0. I rolled an 18. All right, so you are not sneaky at all, and you are very aware that people are watching you and can see you at this point. Do you want to wait it out, go back downstairs, try again later, or do you just want to like go kick the door in? Well, <laughs> create a diversion of some kind. How, uh, maybe by farting in the hall? Like, uh, these people belong up there? Will they know that it's not me going into my room? Uh, these are travelers. It's not anybody you recognize. You can tell that these are all people from out of town. They're probably going to get a little suspicious if you go and try and pick the lock on the sure, door. Sure. But you also don't know if it's locked or not. So most likely no one would take a second look to you going and trying a door handle. I don't think anybody's going to know that it's not there, that it's not your room. Yeah, I'll go try the door handle. All right, let's see. The door is unlocked. Yeah. So I slip in. All right. I'm taking a look around. Like you own the place, you walk in. You find yourself in a relatively small room. This room is probably 8 foot by 10 foot. It's got a bed. It's got a dresser. It's got a couple of instrument cases in it. You can see one uh, one lonely looking room, really. It's really nothing special. Hmm. You wanna, if you want to rifle through drawers and whatnot. You yeah, I'll take a look through his drawers. Get up in his drawers. You find 41 silver and you find some letters between him and Desire. Okay. And about the only useful information you can skim out of that is that they talk about a beach house every now and again and about going to this beach house and fun times that they had there. But that's about the only useful detail you can recover from it. It doesn't really say where the beach house is. Uh, it says it's by the lake and you know that there is really only one lake in town. It's sort of the northwest of town up in a, up in a hill, sort of a place where... Mostly it's rich people's cottages and things like that up there, but there's a there's a, a poorer section of it, you're guessing that's where this is. I mean, does uh does it, do those letters give the impression that they're in love or I'll have you make a insight check. Rascal. Eight plus two for ten. Yeah, you can tell that there's some love there. Maybe it feels a little one sided. Maybe like he loves her a little more than she loves him, but there's love there. All right. And there's nothing, uh, like it just mentions a cabin on the lake. It doesn't really talk about any trouble that anybody might be in. Or... No, there's nothing else along those lines. All right. So I'm pocketing the silver. <laughs> I'm drawing a penis on a sheet of paper and leaving that in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back downstairs. All right. That's your calling card? <laughs> Roscoe is here. <laughs> just... just... It's a terribly drawn penis. <laughs> like it looks injured. <laughs> I was going to say you could have some cards made up, but then people would know. Nope, just hastily drawn wangs. <laughs> All right, you leave your hastily drawn wang car calling card in the drawer where the silver was. Go back out, close the door, and make your way downstairs. In the meantime, so we're talking about probably 10 minutes worth of time. Melvin and Kolvik, have you spent uh, this time just kind of sitting there? Um, I'm going to ask about Keep. How often does Rod play here? How how often is he here? She explains that Rod plays most of the time. They occasionally have some other acts, or he'll play with other uh, other musicians. But you know, 
so far as about town goes, he's a fairly talented bard. He's he's one of the more popular performers, so he plays here most nights. He's the house yeah. loop player. He lives here. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna look here and ask. Uh, does Rod stay here? I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I was I was having a moment where yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm not sure how she's gonna react. <laughs> how uh, how long has Rod uh, been here? Rod's been here for about four years. He drifted into town. Nobody really knows exactly where he's from, just that he came from elsewhere. And uh, does the name Desire ring a bell for you at all? Or? She says, yeah, we haven't seen her around here in a little bit. She used to sing with, with Rod up on stage, and that's, well, she'll still come back and perform once in a while, but she doesn't really play here that much anymore. When's the last time you saw her? Maybe a month ago. So we're just sitting there having a, enjoying our drinks, making sure uh, Rod stays on stage until uh, until Roscoe saunters down. Because they're like mm-hmm. <laughs> corralling him up on the stage. He's well, just, still just watching and yeah. just making sure that he's up there. And mm-hmm. we don't want to interrupt him doing a set, right. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But if he happy. were to you know get done and happen to head upstairs for any reason, we might want to head him off. Just ask or, him some questions or yeah, whatever. Yeah, off him to a drink. Say, hey, get over here. Mm-hmm. He's up there. You can tell that he's not really performing specifically we're getting to be early afternoon time it's not a big crowd time Mm -hmm. so he's just up there noodling around practicing before the set sort of thing all right so i'm back downstairs i've come back downstairs giving us the deets telling us Mm -hmm. with an earshot not so the bartender's like what the fuck are you talking about yeah that i found money yeah you don't come down and be like well i found (laughs) i tell you about the letters though roscoe are you pretty persuasive yes since I'm not terribly persuasive, uh, maybe you should go and I will go ask her out if we can have a word. So you walk up to the stage. He sees you come and kind of gives you a nod. And as you get up to the edge of it, he stops playing and says, "You got a request?" Uh no, actually. Well, kind of. Can you come over to the bar? I'll buy you a drink and and talk about a couple things. Gives you a sort of a questioning look, but says, "Well, all right, all right." You guys want to take a table in the bar? Yeah. It's a pretty large bar room. There's quite a few tables, uh, the stage sitting on one side of it, the bar kind of running along the long edge. Yeah, maybe we'll Yeah, we'll probably take a table. You pull a table. What are you going to get to drink? Uh, the town drink, the brandy. Sweetwater mm-hmm. sweet brandy. Yeah, and then sweetwater brandy. <laughs> Hoping somebody makes a t-shirt out of that at some point. So you sit down, beverages all around, apple juice for Melvin because he's got a weird thing about drinking for some reason. Some mysterious reason. Goddamn Puritan. And he takes a sip of his beverage and says, thanks for the drink. Uh, what can I do for you, stranger? Well, we, uh, we're investigators and adventurers here, and we got a client that's a little worried about desire and where does you guys sing together from time to time. He perks up at the name immediately and he says, have you seen her? No, we have not. Uh, we are actually looking for her. Do you know what was the last time? When was the last time you saw her? He said, "I haven't seen her in a in a couple of days. Usually, I I see her at least every two or three days, and it's been about five since I've seen her. I I don't really know where she is. Who who hired you? I don't know if I'm prepared to say. She didn't mention any trouble or uh, say she was going anywhere, did she? She didn't say she was going to go anywhere, and she's well, she's always hated this town and been real cagey about wanting to get out of here, but." Well, no more lately than usual. Ask her about their relationship. What kind of relationship do you, would you say you guys had? I'll have you make a persuasion check. 
I rolled five plus six is 11. He clams up just a little bit. And he says, we've known each other for a while now. We've, we've performed together here and I'm not sure why you're asking me. Well, I've known people for a while too. Some of them I fuck and some of them I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, of, uh, which of those relationships would you say you have? <laughs> <laughs> he, says, uh, he says, I'm not really sure that's any of your business. I'm just trying to get the lay of the land here. I'm trying to find your friend. You want your friend back, yeah? Uh, so he says, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I really do. I, I am a little nervous about her. I, I, we've... Yeah, we're we're more than friends. We've been more than friends. Well, our relationship has been it's it's been a little different for about the last six months. I well, the reason that I ask who's who hired you is I I, I know she's sleeping with that old man, and I, and it it bothers me. But I just you know I am who I am, and he is who he is. And I guess sometimes you just got to accept things in life. But but I still see her every once in a while, and I, and I still I still love her. If you find if you find anything. You'll let me know, won't you? Yes, yes, of course. Uh, if she was to be hiding out anywhere, do you know uh, where she might hide out? Uh, I'll have you make one more persuasion check. Roll to three plus six. Your rolls suck balls. Yeah, yeah I thought you said you were persuasive. So he, he 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 kind of starts to say something. He's, he says, well, there's the... No, I mean, you, you might want to go check with her aunt. I, I know she stays there sometimes, but... Yeah, I, I don't know where she would go. I mean, I, I've, I've checked in the places that I would know to check. At this point, I just kind of look at him and say, were you saying the book? What was that? And just try to do a little more of an intimidation. Do you say something just now? You want to do an intimidation check? Yeah, just a little bit. What, what was that? 16. Ooh, dark Seed's getting a little aggressive. So he, he feels the darkness of the Dark Seed for a moment. He's a little threatened. He says, yeah, the... Th- there, there's a little cottage, a little cabin. I, I don't know what you'd call it. It's a shack, really, but it's it's up by it's up by the lake. We we've gone there a couple times just to to practice. I don't know why I'm lying about it. We we've gone up there and, and spent some time up there. Ooh, I love shack. Okay. When was the last time you guys went there? Uh, he says it's been about two weeks. Two right. weeks. And any- he hasn't been back since. Is there anything else we can get from this guy? Well, I guess the only thing we can ask him is, do you know anybody who would want to do her harm? She doesn't have any enemies. There's there's a lot of people that want want her company, but nobody that would want to hurt her that I know of. I mean, the townspeople have always been a little obnoxious towards her, but nobody hates her. Anybody that's been a little overly lusty towards her or anything of that nature? It's that gross old man. It's that gross old man. It's his old balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. All right. <clears throat> Thanks, Rod. I think uh, we got all we can get from you. He stands up and walks away from the table and gets about halfway to the stage and turns around and looks at you guys and says, you'll let me know if you find her, right? Yeah, sure. Joey will. Totes my goats, bro. <laughs> you the, the winking at him. <laughs> he gets back up on stage and, and starts playing. and so it's, uh, his, his tune's a little more somber, a little more uh, melancholy now, but he's, he's doing his thing. He's doing his job. Well, in the bar and still around, I'm just gonna reiterate that I I don't really like this ending guy. I don't I don't think we should take this girl back if we find her to her place. Don't like which guy? Uh, Aegis. 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 And his old rusty balls. His old rusty balls. It'd be silver balls, I think. Listen, we don't really know what's going on here. We right. have no idea who's got her, where she's at. Uh, but I 
I feel like uh, we either go to the aunt's house or we go to the cottage. Let's go to the aunt's house while we're in town. Seems closer. Let's uh, let's go over to that uh, Mrs. Weatherby, if I remember correctly. In fact, you do remember correctly, Kendra Weatherby. While heading at, while heading out of the bar, I'm just gonna hand out my business card to people about shakes. <laughs> <laughs> dark seed shakes dark seed shakes about half the people you give the card that says dark seed shakes give it like a little <laughs> a little squint but i mean it's either it's a half or giving you a card dark seed shakes mm-hmm. oh you got a couple of people that seem interested though all right hello there listeners this is dm nick taking a little break in the action to say hi Remind you that we've got our website out there at thevgat.com. Again, T-H-E-V-G-A-T.com. We'd love it if you'd go check it out. We've got links, of course, to our Patreon and PayPal accounts there. And, of course, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Plumbus. Now, I know all of you probably have a Plumbus, and for the easy price of six and a half grapples, who wouldn't have one? But I'd like for you to go out and purchase a second one. I have one in literally, maybe even literally, every room of my house. Plumbus, it's the best! We've also got a fan mail letter here from InvalidUser423, who tells us, Your show is amazing. It is changing my life. You know what, InvalidUser, I am so happy to hear that. We're doing everything we can to create an amazing show with fantastic content. So, hey, thanks a lot. Keep listening. We'll see you for the next couple episodes, right? I'm recording this well in advance of the release of the actual podcast, so here's some just random filler comments from the internet. More Nazi clickbait, Mike? I realize you're probably too young to know about Godwin's Law, but it still applies. Amazing story. This is what our communities need to hear. Much love and respect. I wonder if it's no different than any other community other than our community is closer bonded by family and can have the save against this fight. The small town myth exposed. They can be brutal. I didn't know Joey Ramone had a son. He is already doing the weird stuff. 2X Cronenberg and now filming with Claire Dennis. People think it's only a can't-pay-the-rent problem, but it really is more than that. Remember that you can also find us on Twitter. At T-H-E-V-G-A-T that's at the VGAT. And since we still don't have any tweets to read, I'm just going to read you some random tweets from a BuzzFeed article. Sorry I yelled, killing it when your mom was eating that banana. I straight up have no idea how porcupines fuck each other. Sick of having to go to two different huts to buy pizza and sunglasses. Our scariest president was probably Rushmore because he had four heads. Stop telling me your newborn's weight and length. I don't know what to do with that information. Relationships are mostly you apologizing for saying something hilarious. When I was seven, I had a crush on a girl in my class and didn't know how to deal with it, so I wrote her a letter that just said, get out of my school. He died doing what he loved, shouting, fuck bears, in the forest. Our relationship with ants is weird. Ants are like, hey, I only want these crumbs, okay? And we're like, no, you motherfucking will not. Hot dogs were invented in 1936 by Larry Hot Dogs when he accidentally dropped a bag of prize-winning pig assholes in his Dick Shaper machine. What idiot named them jet skis instead of motorcycles? And now, back to the podcast. You make your way to the south end of the market where Miss Weatherby lives. 
give a knock on the door after a minute or two the door opens and it's a it's a human woman she's about 55 she's got silver streaks through her brown hair uh, she's got real sharp hard brown eyes real stoic a sturdy woman you might say sturdy woman mm-hmm she opens a, like, op- a, like approaching milf or like a this is not nah, no this not. is more like like a this, let me just like a hard grizzled woman oh okay i see yeah. <laughs> she's making my wiener soft yep she's not she can wither it with a look she yeah she has a i, I just look at roscoe and give him the shoulders of huh? <laughs> she makes me an innie gives you a turtleneck (laughs) Kendra opens the door and gives the three of you a wiener withering look and says can I help you yes uh, Kendra Weatherby (laughs) ma'am we're we're looking for your niece she scowls and looks at you and says why would I know anything about that Uh, you guys are family aren't you are you not close she gives you kind of a, a little bit of a dirty look here. Like you can tell that she's displeased at really any mention of Desire's name. She says, well, she is my sister's daughter, but guess that means we're family. Yes. Why? Why are you looking for her? She's uh, gone missing. And we have a couple people interested in uh, finding out where she went. She kind of scoffs. Just, Well, I'm not surprised. Come in, I suppose. Oh, kind of steps back, opens the door, and offers you the chance to walk in. Thank you. Looks around, and you know there's a little kitchen table, and offers you a seat. She says, would you like some tea? Yes, please. I'd love some. Thank you. Yes, please. Thank you. She, she puts the kettle on, and she's kind of busying herself about pulling together. You can tell that she's... She's got one teacup that's, you know, clean and used frequently, and quite a few others that don't look like they've moved in a long time. Does she have a teacup holster? She doesn't have a teacup holster, unfortunately. She's not full-on steampunk. She sets cups in front of all of you, and you have a nice, quiet, awkward couple of minutes while the water heats up. Tea is boiling. She comes and pours a cup for each of you and sits down at the table and says, I knew this was going to happen eventually. She's just... Bastard child. What makes you say that? Well, she's the reason my sister's dead. How did your sister die? Well, they said it was an accident, but I know it was that brat of a child. And then I had to raise her. I had to raise her after my dear beloved sister was gone. It was after that thing came into town and seduced her. And, well, I was left with nothing but the mess to clean up and a child to raise. What thing are you speaking of? Well, Well, her. Yeah, I assume... Uh, Kendra's sister, you know, bumps some uglies with a demon. Is that how that works? To oh, crit- demon uglies gotta be ugly. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think it looks like? Like that wiener knife on seven. Oh, was, oh wow, man, that Ooh. just. I was thinking more of like a duck corkscrew penis, but if you want to go that <laughs> route, <laughs> that's terrible. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but that's how this works, right? Like the podcast got her sister made it with a demon, and that's how desire came to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's the that's the strong impression that you get. You know, maybe that guy wasn't full on demon; he may have been a tiefling as well. But not some. That's not a detail that Kendra really has. She just knows that 
Well, in this town full of merchants and passers-by, one person that came through town was this demon or tiefling or whatever. And the impression that you get over hearing this story is that this tiefling, this terrible, terrible, disgusting tiefling seduced her sister, eventually got her knocked up, and then skipped town. Years, uh, years went by of her raising this child on her own, always expecting this dude to come back, and of course he never did. And one day, Desire, or as she was known back then, Sarah Weathersby. Is it Weathersby? Shit, I forgot. If it... Weatherby. Weatherby, no S. So one day they found Sarah Weatherby at the bottom of the stairs, and her neck was broken, and the little girl was there crying, and... Well, you can tell from the story here that maybe it was an accident, maybe it wasn't, but Kendra is definitely convinced that it was not an accident. So she thinks Desire pushed her down the stairs? Yeah. And you guys, you guys mentioned that a few times, or you say uh, you say her name a few times, and she says, I wish you would stop calling her that. The name she was given when she was born was Sarah. That silly tiefling tradition of taking on some name of something. It's just, it's absurd. Her name is Sarah. That's the reason I'm trying to be like Roscoe and like writing down information. Just nothing really good or detailed. Is that Sarah with an H? <laughs> <laughs> or an A? Just really so, say it's stupid thing. You say she's female. <laughs> Is that... <laughs> when did you last see Sarah? She came by two days ago and I don't know what she wanted. I don't know why she even came by, but... She came by and said that she might be going away for a little while and that, that she wanted to say goodbye to me and that, I don't know, she said a bunch of other silly nonsense. I don't remember what she said, but she said she was going away. She didn't say where to, though. Did she say why? No. I assumed it was trouble with some man or something else like it usually is with her. That 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 half-elf thing that she plays music with at that bar on the other end of town or... I don't know. She probably goes to the Undercity, for all I know. Uh, hmm. Undercity? Like, what's that? Oh, you know what the Undercity is. Uh, the Undercity is, like, the um, the sewers. It's where the broken egg is and, and oh. those other pieces. Gotcha. It's just kind of what's what the, the sewers, I mean, the aqueducts, be, all the rest of that would be known as. I mean, she wouldn't be of... going away to the Undercity, right? I mean, she that's just under the city. If she's going away, she'd... You can go to the Undercity, like, today, right? You can just mm-hmm. go there, have fun. Yeah, there's entrances all over the place. Right. So, she's got to be going to, like, some other town or place. Or the cabin on the lake. Yeah, the that's house. not very far away. I mean, why would she come by and say goodbye and just go to the cabin? It sounds like, sound like she came to say, like, goodbye to her aunt. Like, she's going away far away for probably an extended period of time. Yeah. Does Kendra seem reserved to Roscoe, since he's a half-elf as well? Uh, she doesn't seem terribly pleased with any of you being here. Let's, um... Mrs. Weatherby, Weatherby does uh, Sarah have a room in the house? Uh, she does have a room there. Do you mind if we take a look? No, you might as well. Uh, leads you to the back part of the house, and there's two bedrooms back there. One of them, the door's closed. That's fairly clearly, uh... Kendra's room, and then there is also another room, a, a, a small and kind of dingier room. You rifle through it. You don't really find anything of interest. There's no letters or really anything. It's just kind of like old clothes and a bed that doesn't look like it's been slept in in quite some time. If anybody lives here, they're not here regularly. So is this where Sarah used to live? Because it sounds like she came by and said goodbye to her aunt, but was she living somewhere else? The aunt doesn't really know where she stayed when she wasn't here, 
but um, desire was raised in this in this uh, house. Sure, she was staying somewhere else. When uh, Roscoe, you when you looked at Rod's room, was there a bed big enough for two, or was it just like a single person? Be a tight squeeze, but two people could get in there. I think that's kind of the idea. Interesting. All right, I don't think there's anything here for us. I think we need to go to the Undercity, go to a tavern, and ask around. How far away was this lake house? There? The lake house is going to take you probably half a day to get there. Yeah, it'd probably be best just stay in the city then. If it's quick to go to the Undercity. Yeah, let's go to the... Uh, get late in the day. It's probably an appropriate time to head over to the uh, Broken Egg anyway. So. Mm-hmm. It's when business would be kicking up. Yep. You make your way to one of several entrances to the Undercity. What does an entrance to the Undercity look like? Is it just a, like a sewer grate? Sewer grate. It w- I mean, it, it's not... turtle style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be one way to get in. There are sewer grates and things like that. I mean, this is the septic system of the city, the cobalts that live there. That's primarily their job is maintaining the the septic and the sewage and the, the water flow throughout the city, the aqueducts. Sucks but, to be them. So you could get down there that way, but there are also normal entrances a an entrance would be something like it'd be a a door within a building but it just it's just a you open the door and there's just a stairway going down to the cleaner parts if you think of it you know there'd be like uh i'm trying to think of how to describe this there'd be like a a space a living space you know for the people that are living down there and you know they've got their own shops businesses etc so you could go down like a normal entrance and there'd be that sort of thing. And then on the other side of it, there'd be the aqueducts and the, the, the sewage tunnels, et cetera. So they've made like, they've made a full on city down there. It's just that the product or function of the city is haul and poop. Is there a rule of law down there? The law applies down there, but much less tightly than it does, than it does above ground. The cobalts maintain their own law and it's, it's expected that if something really nasty happened, the cops or a group of adventurers, for example, would be able to come down there and check around and investigate. You would be respected as law, but it's not like there's regular beat cops patrolling down there. You just imagine like a Sin City black and white down there. Yeah. <laughs> got a little bit of that going on to it. It's It's got a real seedy feel. This mm-hmm. is definitely where people go if they're uh, not a 100% law-abiding citizen. All right. All right. Let's check out this broken egg. Mm-hmm. You make your way down there and, and kind of as we had been talking about, uh, Melvin and Roscoe, you've been here before. This is a gambling den, pogs, all the rest of those sorts of fun things can happen down here. Drinking, whoring, those activities are definitely available at the Broken Egg. And the Broken Egg is one of the more popular establishments down here. There's one or two other ones, but they're just crappy little hole in the wall places. This is this is the Undercity destination. Is this is this a... Uh, Dark Seed's first time down here. Is it? Yeah. Have you have you ever made it to the Undercity at all before this? Well, not really. I like I said, no really reason to go down there. Not my clientele. Not really my kind of scene. So sure. right now I'm pretty uptight and just kind of maybe maybe there's a you know an untapped market for Dark Seed. That's what we were here. thinking about. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm trying to keep my head cool and all this persona, but being quiet and being a big tall dude, kind of looking around. Yeah, this is going to be not necessarily as comfortable for a big tall dude. This is Cobalts are relatively short, and they try and build things to humanoid size as much as they can, but 
they're i mean these creatures are like three to four feet tall so they're not going to make eight foot ceilings everywhere so you're yeah. you're hunched a little bit we have six seven so it's kind of but it's stonework with uh <laughs> with torches and lanterns and whatnot hung along the walls and you make your way down to the broken egg where a business is just starting to get going for the evening. The main room of the bar is probably 20 foot by 20 foot. The bar itself is along the left side of the room, tables and chairs in the middle. And there's a stage in the far right corner. There is the, the house band playing. Uh, it's a satyr and three halflings are playing away. <laughs> So they're playing away. The The first couple of people coming in for the evening are settling into tables and getting their first drinks going. The establishment also has a door kind of straight across from the entrance that goes back to the back rooms where people participating in services would get those services. Serviced. Serviced. And if you go back through that, there's another room uh, sort of to the right side of that where the, the actual gambling happens. So you walk in the bar, you don't see anybody of particular interest, and in particular, you use the word particular a lot. Particular. Particular. Particular individual. Particular particular individual. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir, as a particular individual, you... So you you walk into the bar and you don't see the owner, a man named Dunk, who you strongly uh, suspect has ties to the criminal underbelly of this world. Nor do you see Solsi, his girlfriend, I guess would be the right word. Solsi? These are humans? These are kobolds. Okay. So who's tending? What's that? Who's bartending? Let's find out. I don't know why I didn't have a bartender at the ready for this. We come down here, me and Melvin. We got pretty good relationships with these people. Yeah. They give us high fives on the way in. Mm-hmm. They have a drink waiting for us by the time we get to the bar. The music from Cheers starts playing. Yep. <laughs> Roscoe's got his farting chair. Because the ghost of a thousand farts. In uh-huh. <laughs> Luckily, you're in the sewers. <clears throat> so nobody can smell your farts. Because everything smells like farts. They actually welcome oh. the smell of his farts. Wow, bad it smells. Your, your farts smell wonderful <laughs> down there. Everybody are thankful for your farts. You, yeah. you pull up onto the stool and... Let one rip, and the, the bartender says, oh. Do you have eggs this morning? Thank you. <laughs> so you recognize the bartender, Vui, V-U-Y. This is Vui Rumbledrifter. She has been... <laughs> I thought that worked out pretty well. <laughs> kind of like when you're farting and it pushes you off the chair. So Vui Rumbledrifter, the bartender here. Uh, it's a female kobold. She's got blue scales with uh, little hints of red flecked throughout and she smiles and, and gets your favorite drinks ready for the two of you uh which is which is what what do you guys normally drink when you're down here in the in the undercity of the broken egg just the ale down here we don't want to fancy it up with and and sweetwater brandy yeah the and and sweetwater is is not available in this place that's that's for the upper city folks what do they have that's non-alcoholic down here but you definitely don't want to drink the water nope that's what i'm thinking they, uh, they they keep some apple juice around because they know you like it. I'm a good customer. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have a you... stash of apple juice just for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, she looks to she looks to you, Kolvik, and and says, "What'll it be for you?" I'll just say, "Uh, well, whatever's on tap tonight." All right. So she pours two of the ales and and an apple juice, and she looks to you, Kolvik, and says, "A face I haven't seen before. What brings you down here with us?" 
Well, um, I'm just traveling with my adventuring team here, and um, no, I think uh, I think you should ask them about the questions. It'd be fine. I'm just start looking around and try not to make any direct contact. It's being kind of shady. <laughs> a little nervous, nervous about little your place nervous down about here. The, yeah, my surroundings. Holding my <laughs> headless, gutless guy tight. <laughs> you're like a you're like a suburban nineteen year old visiting the inner city for the first time. Not sure who you can make eye contact with. Are you cool? Are you cool? All right. So she she uh, puts drinks up on the bar and and you guys pay. It's going to be a, a silver apiece. How do you like the uh, smell down here, Darkseed? Mm. I just make a little grumble. Displeased with the whole environment. Yeah. So there you are in the bar. None of the real regulars that you guys are familiar with are out here in the front room and nothing really going on yet because it is still fairly early in the evening. Have you seen Desire around at all recently? Well, I haven't seen her in a few days, but I'm sure she'll be back around soon. She was going to perform sometime in the next couple of nights here. And if she performs, is she performing like out in this uh, public area that we're in right now? She does a mix of the front room and the back room. Okay. A little, little bit of the front and the back. A little in the front, a little in the back. Gotcha. Depends on the night. Depends on her mood, I'm guessing, you know. So, how how many dancers would you say are, you know, dancing at the Broken Egg? Is it is this somebody that we're pretty familiar with, you know, or is there somebody that we've noticed has danced here before, or it's somebody that you would definitely have noticed. She's definitely the only tiefling that's dancing here. Okay. There is a mix of pretty much all of the other common races are are here and available as dancers, and occasionally for other extracurricular services. Gotcha. There's probably a total of Let's call it 20. It's, you know, it's, there's definitely some turnover in this field. Okay. I mean, with 20 dancers, I mean. Tony Danzas? <laughs> Hold me closer, Tony Danza. I mean, 20 dancers, uh, you know, I'm just thinking that we may be able to recognize her. We've seen her before, but just another dancer, I would assume. Mm-hmm. And again, I mean, this is somebody that probably would have drawn at least a little bit of attention because it's a tall, red-skinned lady, like... With golden eyes. With golden eyes and, and horns. She would have stood out. You would have definitely noticed her, but and, and you've probably, never really interacted with her. And probably knew her name. Like, hey, who's the tiefling? That's Desire. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. So, you guys are... At the Broken Egg, you got yourself some drinks, and here you be. What would you like to? What would you like to do? The as I said, the front room really doesn't have anybody here quite yet. It's still fairly early in the evening, so you see the bartender, you see the band warming up, and a couple of other stragglers that are unimportant nobodies. Do we know anybody real well here? You would know of the proprietor of the place, Dunk, that I was talking about earlier. You would have met and talked to him a few times. You probably, Roscoe, know a couple of the ladies of the night that work here, Mm -hmm. Uh, although they tend to not be terribly well-informed people. Melvin, you would know a handful more people because, well, you're kind of hot shit on the local pog circuit, so you might know a couple more people in the back, but nobody that's really going to hang out regularly in the front room here. So I asked the bartender if we, she doesn't really know a whole lot, so... uh... I think it makes sense. We need to ask a few of the other dancers, see what they know. Is there anybody out on stage tonight in the main room? 
Uh, the main room would just have the the band. So there's no dancing. I thought said there was a dancing platform out there in the. That's main. in the back room. Does back it look room. Like any dancers are out having a drink or anything. Like nobody. Off the clock. Nobody's out having a drink right now. They're all probably sleeping or getting ready for their shifts. Is there a dancer dressing room? God, there probably would be, wouldn't there? I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> they if there would back. be, I don't know if they'd let you into it. Well, I'm all hot shit, so. Voya does Desire have her room here? She does not have a room here. That much the bartender would have told you had you asked her. Who would want a room in the sewers? Not very many people. Probably some kobolds who pretty much all live down here. I don't think very many other people would want a room in the sewers. But yeah, there is a there is a dressing room in the back where the, the ladies are getting ready. Now let's go talk to these ladies. I'm guessing we're not all going to run in there. I guess we could. You could. Well, uh, well seeing how... Um, you guys are fairly well-known regulars, so mm-hmm. I imagine that nobody's necessarily pleased that you're going into the ladies' dressing room. Nobody's going to stop you. I'm I'm not going to go in. I think I'm just going to kind of chill out in this scene, make sure nothing's really going around here. I don't think I would really know a bad person from a good person, but I'm not the kind of person who'd be going back into dressing rooms if nobody knows me. I hate to have any titties blow your mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boobs! Oh, spare me. <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna walk back. I'm not gonna like saunter in like I own the place, but I'm just gonna peek my head in. Is there anybody I would know that I would maybe look for that I've known for a while or anything like that? Yeah, let's say let's say the there are two dancers that you know because they they dance here the most often, and it's gonna be Mia, who is a it's another half elf. And uh, another dancer named Carl, who was a human. Carla or straight up Carl. <laughs> Carl's a dude. Mia's a a female. Carl's Half elf. A Carl's a male. Human. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Danza. <laughs> you say Carl. Carl Danza. <laughs> Who's the boss? Carl's the boss. <laughs> Carl is very much the boss of the ladies at uh, at the Broken Egg. The stage name is Hot Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows about Hot Carl. No cool to see. Hot Carl. Carl. Hot Carl is the is is essentially the the madam and chief dancer. <laughs> and uh, and Carl is back there and sees you come in and says, "Hey, I don't know. I can't do." Tony Danza off the top of my head. <laughs> Nobody can. <laughs> what is he? Danza. What is? I mean, it's just like an Italian. Maybe Judith White can do it. So. <laughs> what? Uh, Tony, bring you a pizza. <laughs> Holy shit! Um, <laughs> Drifter over there. <laughs> so you come back, and uh, Carl comes over and, and greets you, and and says hello, and asks what he can do for you. Uh, so you said this guy's the. A dancer or a boss? It's a little bit of both. Well, he's like it, the... Okay. Carl's probably... Carl's a little past his prime, but he runs the show so he can go out and dance whenever he wants to. It's like... see a lot of lawbreakers out here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of lawbreakers. Yeah, and this is... Uh, there There we go. He's... Uh, What's what the fuck Matthew is his McConaughey? name? Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right. How you doing? Let me, let me get my uh, Matthew McConaughey headspace here with the... Uh, I haven't seen you around in these parts. Drive a Lincoln. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Watch me put on my watch while I sell cars. 
So you you walk back into the dressing room and and Carl comes over to you and 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 uh, not do for you, boss. Not. Oh, it's so creepy. <laughs>